Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Part-Time Tech Podcast, where we talk about part-time work in the tech industry. Today we have a super special guest, and she's going to give us a little bit of an international perspective on part-time work. So really excited to welcome my old friend and coworker, Bella Wu. Bella, how you doing? Not bad. Can't complain. It's the end of a work day. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, little darker out your window than it is uh, outside of mine. So glad we could um, sync up. Yeah, we're one week ahead when it comes to daylight savings. So the sun setting at 5 p.m., that's what you have coming for you. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we should have been doing this 30 minutes ago, but we got time zones mixed up. But how can you expect people in the tech industry to figure out time zones, right? Well, yeah, so I know we, we work together, maybe not on the same teams, but definitely overlapped quite a bit at HubSpot when you're a PM there. But would love to hear just a little bit about kind of where you've gone, your career arc, and how you ended up where you are today. Yeah, sure. So, I mean... I basically started my career at HubSpot. I was there for five years, did a number of different roles, started out actually on the marketing team, did a leadership rotational program where I rotated through support and product marketing, and then got a glimpse of product and was very interested in that. So made the switch over to be a PM and was there for the rest of my time at HubSpot working on our automation tools. And then in September 2019, <laughs> fateful timing, I moved to Berlin. I left HubSpot and I moved to Berlin to join a small startup here. And I've been here ever since working at a different, couple different companies. Yeah. And different product roles. So That's great. So yeah, perfect timing. Nothing, nothing happened a little after <laughs> that, but um, what, what, uh, what drew you to Germany? I mean, I was honestly mostly just looking for a change. I knew I wanted to leave Boston and in general was interested in living outside of the U.S. So I was kind of just casually looking at opportunities. I mean, Berlin, I had known was sort of a tech hub. There's a lot of companies here that have right. offices and like startups here. And so I was kind of just like applying for fun to some of these jobs. And then I got them. Yeah. So then when I like when the choice was there, I mean, I decided why not? I had nothing to lose. So, yeah, I mean, I also was considering a few opportunities in France and Paris. But as someone who knows neither German nor French, <laughs> um, it's a little easier to assimilate as an expat in Berlin because it's much more international here and much more accepting of non-German speakers than I think it is in Paris, non-French speakers. Yeah, definitely makes sense. So the reason we're talking, you reached out to me um, after you saw some of the stuff I've been kind of blasting on the internet and writing about part-time work. So yeah, tell me a little bit about what kind of prompted you to reach out and, and a little bit of that story. Yeah, so the company that I work at now is called Dance, and um, I joined a little over a year ago. And when I first joined, like two of the three people I met on my team on the first day were like, oh, yeah, I work 80%. I work part time. I take Fridays off. And I had never seen that before in any company. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, it was a sort of eye opening. And then I kind of decided to experiment with part time. And I did a brief stint over the summer, where I worked 90% as well. And it was just really cool to see like the flexibility that the company offers. A lot of the people on the team who do end up working 80% or 90% or part time in general are um, doing it because they have young families and they want to have flexibility to be with their kids. So yeah, just like seeing this approach and how it works, like, you know, there, it doesn't cause any issues with productivity or anything like that people might think. So yeah, it's just I'm very supportive of making this more of a mainstream thing, especially in US companies where it's much less normalized. Yeah, definitely. I, I have this thing, you know, 
we think America is the center of the universe because, you know, <laughs> USA, uh, but things are a lot different. Yeah. As I've started doing my research and talking to a lot of folks about part-time work, I realized it is a lot more common in places like Germany. So your experience is really interesting. So I, I think a lot of things we can dig into, I guess, first at dance, like what, what's like the range of part-time you can do? You said 80% for some of the folks that you knew. Um, can you pick, like, can anybody do it? Like, what, what does that look like? Yeah, so actually within Germany, there's a legal requirement as part of German labor law that companies must allow employees if they request to go to part time mm -hmm. to do so unless they can prove that there's like significant impairment to the organization. Okay. And I think the company has to be larger than 15 people. But otherwise, at a certain threshold, then if you say I only want to work one day a week, then you can probably claim that that's significant <laughs> impairment. Sure. Um, yeah, but I do know actually another person on the team who's now working at 60%. So I think it's pretty flexible. I mean, we also are a pretty small startup and we work with a lot of freelancers as well. So like okay. in general, I think we have quite a fluid setup with working and people working less than 100%. And my process for it was like much easier than I expected. I literally just spoke with my manager and I said, hey, I'm kind of interested in this like part-time thing what would the process be like? And she was like, oh, do you want to start tomorrow? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do you already want to take off tomorrow? So yeah. it was super like casual and flexible. I just basically told her when I wanted to start and then the HR team sent over a contract. I signed it and then it was done. So yeah. Wow, that can't be that much easier. So what, is, what does that look like in terms of pay? Like, is it just prorated? Like, is there a threshold at which you lose benefits? I don't know if like healthcare is tied to like employment in Germany, but like, <laughs> like how, how does that all work? Because obviously there's got to be some downside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's definitely, it's scaled to your compensation. So if you're at 90% hours, then you're also at 90% compensation and the same for any of those. But yeah, the other benefits are you're, you basically still get to claim them as a full-time employee. Um, I mean, the healthcare system is a bit different, so it's not as tied to your employment. But yeah, any other benefits like your vacation, your, your holiday allowance, things like that don't change as far as I know. I mean, our company also has unlimited vacation. So okay. that wasn't something that I <laughs> asked about. Yeah. Right. That's a, yeah, that's a really interesting setup that you can do part-time with the unlimited vacation. Do you, is that, does that create any like awkwardness at all? Like obviously you're not going to take like four months off <laughs> and just abuse that, but does that create any like weird tensions or it's like, it just kind of works? Yeah, it's actually interesting because like there was someone on my team who's at an 80% schedule and how he decided to do it was actually he took off one month as well. Like so oh, okay. for like a quarter, he worked five days a week and then he took off one month. So it's very flexible, I think, how you allocate it as long as you give like your team advance notice and you work with your manager to make sure that it's all fine. Right. But yeah, there's there's a lot of different ways I think people approach it. But for me, like part of the reason why I stopped working on my 90% schedule is because we, it sort of felt weird with the unlimited vacation, especially mm -hmm. over the summer when like you would be taking vacations anyways. So my conclusion was actually honestly that I needed to move to 80% or lower for it right. to actually feel more like I was actually carving out more time because with a 90% every other, I was taking every other Friday off. It kind of just felt like when you have a lot of public holidays, right? Like, right, right, right. Yeah. So, yes. So maybe 10% uh, off was like not enough of a threshold, but 20 would have been. Um, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. me at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess I'd like to talk a little more about like what that was like for dance and then like dive into a little more for you personally. But I guess first, how big is dance? That's a probably a good context. To have. Yeah. Dance is about 70 to 80 people. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a decent size. And 
um, you mentioned it's, it seems like it's pretty informal. Like you just kind of talk about your manager and plan it. Like, has it created any like difficulties for the company? Because when when I think about like objections to part time, I think most of it's just like status quo, right? Like, like I need people here five days a week who are like ready to give their lives for this like startup's mission. Like, did you see any like difficulties in coordinating or just planning or anything like that? I mean, I think because it's something that's legally required, it's much harder for people to object to, mm-hmm. and so. As a result, we find ways to work around it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we're also lucky. Like, basically, all the people in the company who work part time are in the software team, which is the team that I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. I think there's a handful of other people in other parts of the org that are also, but it's much more on our team. Mm-hmm. And like, our team lead has like intentionally set a culture around flexibility and like making sure that he wants to support everyone's lifestyles and what they want to do, whether that's in work and, or outside of work. Yeah. And I think that has been a cause of some tension with other teams, mm-hmm. right? Who may, may not feel like we're pulling our weight. Yeah. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, like the work speaks for itself, right? We're still able to right. basically achieve all of the goals that we agree on and like ship everything that we say we're going to ship. So if we're able to achieve everything with that capacity, then like it's hard for people to take issue with it, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think the... Like, obviously, there's like a legal component there, but I think the cultural part definitely is is huge. Like, you mentioned unlimited vacation. Like, when we were at HubSpot, we had unlimited vacation. And I know it's like pretty popular to kind of like crap on unlimited vacation. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're not going to get paid out when you leave. And like, that just means you can take like three days of vacation a year. But I, I don't know about your experience when you're at HubSpot, but like for me, both as an IC and as a manager, like it's just about the culture you set. And like, my, me and my teams, we took a ton of vacation and the flexibility mm-hmm. was great when we had that. So I think part-time is similar in that it, it, it's like, how well do you manage, right? Like how well do you set team culture? Like, like anything else, it, it can work or it cannot work based on the, the type of culture you set. So I, I can definitely see how that, like setting that precedent properly, like works for, for dance. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the company is very thoughtful about that. And like with the unlimited vacation policy, trying to also like encourage leadership, especially to model that behavior. Yeah. And so I think like the CEO, for example, took off one entire month um, yeah. in December just to like also show that it's possible to do that, even if you're like at a high level. And so I think that is, you know, definitely part of the culture. And I remember something that stuck out to me during the interview process with the company was they said to me that the culture was very Swedish, which I didn't really know because <laughs> like what that meant, because I don't know many Swedish people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I came to understand is like a lot that it meant that, you know, we value family a lot and like work-life balance and that your life should not just be about killing yourself to, you know, work. So that's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think a couple of interesting things about that. So one thing you said was, it's not just like, Hey, I take like one day off a week. It could, that person took like a month off or, you know, your CEO took a month off. I I think that's a really interesting concept of part-time too, because I've started seeing it a ton. So Jeffrey, who I spoke to, like for the first episode of the podcast, he does four days a week, but he also takes like a month or two off during the year. I'm working with a contractor now that that I hired for a company I'm working with, also part time, um, and he works six months out of the year consulting, and then he takes six months off. So it's interesting to see that there's like a lot of people embracing like a, a different definition of like what part time actually is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I also know a lot of freelancers who have who do the same sort of thing, right? Who they like know that they have to work for a certain number of months and then they take time off. And I think the flexibility is what's so great about it for them. Yeah. Yeah. 
So for the people who are doing part, you, you mentioned a lot of them are parents. Is, is that kind of the majority you think? Like what kind of drives people to do that? I know for you, it sounded like you wanted some more time in the summer, but like, what, what does that look like from the people that you know who do it? Yeah, I think it's actually not the majority of parents. It's quite okay. a few, but several of them are just people who have other hobbies. Like another person on the team is, you know, making art on the side. And so mm -hmm. she just wants to like make more time for herself to have creative practices. Yeah. Another person on the team who was the first person I actually met who was on the schedule actually started at the company as a freelancer. And then we wanted to bring him on full time, mm -hmm. but he still wanted to preserve some of his time for like other projects and things. So yeah. he's been at 80% the whole time since then. Yeah, that I think that's a huge, huge benefit for a lot of employers. Like, like something I've been shouting <laughs> over and over again is like, if you offer that more of that flexibility, like you can have access to people that you that might not join you otherwise, right? Either they have other pursuits that are like just as important as work, or you know whatever other life situations that mean like, hey, I don't want to work a hundred percent time, but like I could do sixty, eighty percent. Um, so it just means you get access to more talent and people that would be hard to hire otherwise. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So when you were doing your ninety percent time, like what what were you doing with that? Uh, mm -hmm. With those, you know, every other Friday off, like what is your reflection of it? Like, would you do it again? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause it was the summer. I also ended up just traveling a lot too, like not just for the, the one day, but mm -hmm. maybe as part of a long weekend or as part of another trip, mm -hmm. the days that I was here at home, I remember mostly just like going on walks and getting lunch with <laughs> friends and like reading a book and just like having more time to sort of like decompress and not feel like you have to pack everything into a weekend basically. Yeah. And it's nice to, you know, do go to a museum or something, not on a weekend when it's going to be super packed and do the, do those sort of things on a weekday. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was more about that type of thing. I, I didn't end up with enough time, I think, to pick up something else, which is mm -hmm. why I think I said, if I were to do it again, I would probably do at least 80% because then I feel mm -hmm. like it's enough to build more of a routine around like taking a class or doing a artistic hobby or whatever it is that you want to do. Whereas every other week just felt too inconsistent and like difficult to build a routine around. Right. Yeah. But it's cool that you have that flexibility to like ramp down, ramp up like as you need to. Is there like any sort of limit to the number of times you can change or like obviously you don't want it to be like super uh, like thrashy for the company, I guess. But like, yeah, like, you could you could, in a, you know, tomorrow I'll be like, hey, I want to drop back down to 80% or something. Yeah, I think so. I've never <laughs> heard of there ever being a limit. I mean, we at, at our company, we also have meeting free Fridays anyways. Yeah. So I'm not sure yeah. if people even notice if I'm not there. right? <laughs> <laughs> but if, if your company's listening, you work really hard. Yeah. On Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Like any other kind of interesting things you've noticed about part time? Or does it just feel like, I don't know, you're, are you, we're just working? <laughs> like, are there any like, hey, I, I would have never guessed this about this sort of environment or anything else like that? Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is like trying to sort of communicate this mindset of we're still as productive, even though we're working less hours doesn't necessarily mean we're producing less results, right? Because right. especially now with every, like my company is also fully remote and we all work from home. So there's a lot less of the things that you might like be distracted by or time spent commuting, like all these things that you gain from remote yeah. and like you are probably just as productive in four days working from home as you would have been working five days in the office. Right. So yeah. um, I think like people understanding that, yeah, hours don't necessarily correlate to productivity. 
So. Yeah, definitely. Especially when uh, you get like a little bit of a creativity block or something in the middle of the day and you're just kind of twiddling your thumbs. I mean, it ha- happens to everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned you, you want this to kind of like be more common in the U.S. as obviously ID2 and, and like everywhere around the world. Like what, what would you say to like company, you, you mentioned some of it, right? About like time doesn't equal productivity. Like what would you say to companies who might be scared to offer these types of roles or kind of put another way, like if you were to start a company, like, would you offer part-time roles? What would that look like? Yeah. I mean, I feel like the easiest way or like the, I don't know if you feel anxious about it, like easing into it by offering it to existing employees, should they ask, right? Mm-hmm. Like is, is a great way to sort of, you've already validated that this person is someone you want on your team and you value their skill set. And, you know, it's also something you can do to retain the team members that you do have. Right. I feel like that might be an easier first step than just broadcasting like, hey, we hire part-time employees. So yeah, and if I were to start my own company, perhaps I probably would start with that route. I mean, there's also the question of working with freelancers, right? I think there's a lot of Mm -hmm. overlap then. Like, I don't know what the distinction is then between someone who's part-time versus freelance working with the company. Right. And there's definitely room for that, especially in areas where you might need to scale down or scale up quickly. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely been something we've done so yeah i think you hit on a few like really important things like i think the retention piece is huge right like because a lot of times when people leave companies it's not like hey i hate everything about this company but like maybe there's like 10 percent of something here that i can get somewhere else but i'm not getting here but if you were able to drop down part-time and they were able to get that from somewhere else like maybe they would actually stay more with you and also definitely just the the being able to ramp up and down it, it gives you a little more flexibility right like i, I actually had um, a recruiter friend reached out to me saying, Oh, this part time really resonates with me because like when one person went on like, you know, maternity or paternity leave, we were kind of screwed because you just assume everyone's at a hundred percent all the time. Right. But if you had a couple people who are freelancing or maybe 60, 70%, like you can ramp that up a little more without kind of pushing people like to like 120%. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So absolutely. Definitely a lot more flexibility there. Yeah, for sure. Well, Paul, this has been awesome. It's, it's really great to hear like a different perspective and also just that you have that perspective of what it's been like working in the U.S. and Germany. So yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, of course. Happy to do anything for the cause. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Val. All right. See ya.